Welcome to Energizing Life with AKR Fitness. I'm Jace. I'm Lindsay. And today's another special episode. We have got AKR member Jenna in the house. Jenna, welcome to the podcast. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to be the start. Don't. <laughs> Jenna, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, very well. Lindsay? Yeah, good. Ready to listen and learn from the messy kitchen herself. Oh, AKA. Very knowledgeable. TMK. <laughs> Jenna, tell us who you are. Um, yeah, so I'm Jenna. I'm 31. Um, I've been a member of AKR for just under three years now, I think. Yeah. Um, just over three years when this airs. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I am, um, I don't know, just normal. <laughs> Um, yeah, so like as Lindsay said, I'm also known as the Messy Kitchen. I enjoy cooking and eating and training and yeah, it's um, life's good. Nice. All of which we're going to dive into <laughs> in shortly. Take us back to the start of your AKR journey or what did fitness look like before AKR for you? Um, before I joined AKR, my sort of fitness journey was very stop start. It was, it was kind of always a, a means to an end. It was sort of like, go all in, try to lose a stone or whatever, burn myself out, give up, and kind of be worse off than when I started. Um, and by the time I actually found AKR, I was probably, I'd done sort of five or six of these sort of stop-start cycles, and it was just getting, every sort of time, it was getting more demoralizing, more... Um, just difficult um and yeah so I actually found AKR like exactly at the time that I needed it um because it was the first place that I trained at um first gym that I'd been to where it was just kind of like it's fine just slow your roll come in just work on the basics um and just just chill it was good. So it, it really suited what I needed at that time, um, which is, is great. Ideal. So it sounds like the, it came at the right time for you. Yeah, definitely. Good. Definitely. Tell us more about sort of, you said there that you needed AKR at that moment. Yeah. Like, were, you, were you frustrated with what was going on? So I, I think if I joined, I, I should have looked up the dates, but I think I joined AKR sort of like the third quarter of 2018. 7th of September, 2018. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the year before that, I had, I had done the London Marathon um, for charity. Um, and I am not a runner. Like, the only thing I can run is a bath. Like, <laughs> um, and suddenly I decided, um, a, a friend of mine was, was ill at the time and I decided to run for charity to support him. Um, and yeah, I was like, 26.2 miles, how hard can it be? <laughs> turns, out, turns out very hard. Um, especially when, as I say, I'm not a runner. So I was literally starting from nothing mm -hmm. to um to run in a full marathon and it was for me it was a it was a big mistake um signing up for it do well yeah the whole thing like doing it like the, the day itself was amazing I'm glad I did it I'm glad I raised all the money that I did but I completely underestimated um the 
the physical toll, but also the mental toll it would take on me. Um, so that, sorry, Jenna, interrupt. Is that in terms of the training or the, the day itself or, or the run-up to the, it? The training, um, both, yeah. So the training, I think because because I wasn't a runner, um, it was sort of like every week, I mean, you can you know a marathon training plan, it's like you do 10 miles, then the next weekend you do 12 miles and all that sort of. And it was like, oh, can I need to just get good at running 10 miles first? And it was yeah, that yeah. sort of like, it was always... I was always pushing for every week was more than I'd ever done before. So by the time I got to the marathon itself, I was pretty burnt out. Then I did it, mm-hmm. um, sort of, yeah, just ploughed on and did it. Um, Congratulations on running a marathon, <laughs> though, Jenna. Even if it felt like hell it was, the run up yeah. to it. Um, and then sort of after that, I just kind of like mentally, just any sort of physical activity, I was just like, I want no part of it. Um, It really put you off? Really put me off. I was just like, exercise is hard. Um, It's unpleasant. I hate it. I don't want to do it. And um, and it actually, it really set me back mentally for for quite a long time. Um, And then it was like sort of coming out of that, not doing much for say like six months, then I was feeling starting to feel rubbish about it. Um, and so then I was sort of like, right, I'm going to get fit, blah, blah, blah. I tried to go around. I think I've been for a run about five times. So you're not since. a runner. No, no. <laughs> Still. Um, there's like a mental block. It's, it's really uh-huh. weird. My brain just says, I don't want to do this. Um, and yeah, I was getting really sort of down about my fitness, my kind of general um, shape. And... And then, yeah, I found, I found it, I, I did my strategy session and my 30-day trial at AKR at the same time as I did a fundamentals course at another gym, uh, like a kind of global franchise, uh-huh. shall we say. <laughs> um, and because I, I, I think I'm very, like, I can get carried away and I was like, you know, watching the CrossFit documentaries and I was like, I can do that. <laughs> like, We've all can, been there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we went. I went along to the to some CrossFit sessions, and I was like, "Oh, oh, I can't do that." Um, and it was sort of a, a moment of like, "Look, just be sensible. Just go and do." And I got such a good vibe from being here, and it was just sort of like, not to like disparage anybody that does CrossFit, but it was like when I came in here, people were normal. Like, you, it was suddenly everybody was relatable, and I wasn't like. I, wa- I wasn't the unfit person trying to keep up with everybody. I was just like, everyone was here doing their own thing. There wasn't a sort of like, oh, I can lift more than you or I can do that. And it was just like, oh, this is what I've needed. And I probably yeah. needed it from when I was 18, but <laughs> 28 will do. <laughs> like, so it's, it's, it sounds like, Jenna, you had this experience of the the training for the marathon very rocky road you did the mm-hmm. marathon you then drew a line under health and fitness it's not for me I yeah. hate it and then bef- th- from that period of time to your walking through the doors of AKR you had this stop start cycle feeling rubbish about yourself yeah. doing something but always feeling like you're chasing your tail a little bit yeah. with fitness not feeling like you were a part of something you tried both things and then realised, oh, actually, yeah, I think I've found something here that is relatable to me and I can see myself progressing. Yeah. Does that sound yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. And I think, like, it probably goes back a bit further than that. Like, we are diving into the childhood. <laughs> um, but, no, I was, um, like, 
I went to a good good school, but but um, PE wasn't one of their strong points. And they were really good with the kids who were really sporty and good at it. Yeah, and then yeah. if you weren't, like, you kind of got forgotten about. Shuffled on. And it was like, I think I played rounders for, like, four years in a row. <laughs> like, but really good at rounders, though, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, and you're not the only child that feels like that. Yeah. It felt like that at the time. There was a, a lot. And, I mean, and you look back now, and we got taught nothing about, like... Um, well, fitness, but also like mobility and sort of like looking after yourself and then like the nutrition side of it as well. Like all of that, which I've learned at like in my late 20s would have been so valuable as a teenager. And there was just none of that. It was just like, oh, go and kick a ball. And like, (laughs) (laughs) that was was it. So because of that, I think it it took a long time for it to become part of my life. Mm -hmm. Like my husband... Um, now, like he he had a different experience where he had a great like PE department and like he it's just always been something that he's done. He's always been active. Whereas I feel like I have to make a conscious effort mm. to do that. Okay. Um, so so yeah, when and I think when I joined AKR, that was the first time that it sort of wove its way into just the like the fabric of my life. If you became like, who you are yeah it became like oh no I'm good I, I train on a Monday and I do this and I do that and it's like yeah it was like transformational was it a turning point so tell us more about like you you had your 30-day trial you felt like you belonged mm-hmm. now what, what are we in like three years in now yeah yeah but we've actually what 250 visits 160 <laughs> PT sessions like where was the turning point for you where you felt that it's now like tell us more about that I think I kind of like, I did my 30 days um, and really enjoyed it. And it was sort of like maybe sort of six, seven weeks in. And then, you know, missed a couple of sessions, kind of just sort of felt a bit. Mm, and it was actually you emailed me to say, <laughs> to say, everything okay? And I was like, oh, wow. And it, that was the first time that I was like, the care like it was that kind of like it wasn't just me on my own anymore it was kind of like you had the team backing you and being like look just come in like um and then and then I realized um and I don't know I'm, I'm sure a lot of members um will have this epiphany when they're like just starting out in their membership where it's like you're all on our side and it's like you want us to, and there's no kind of like, no judgment. And if I come in and I say, look, I've had a rubbish day. I'm just like not feeling it. You'll be like, okay, well, just take it easy and that. And then sometimes you come in and Jason's got that twinkle in his eye, and you're like, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> That's every day that you see. Oh, Jason's the coach today. Oh, Abort mission. Abort mission. <laughs> yeah, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> uh, Jenna. I want you to take us back to the first time you walked into the arch. How were you feeling when you walked in? What were your thoughts? And yeah, go from there. Um, so I, I lived um, just up the road and like I'd sort of driven past AKR a number of times, but I didn't actually know what it was that you did. Um, I just thought it was a gym that you could turn up and use and then go away again. And it was actually when I submitted an inquiry on the website and then I got a phone call back from Mike and he explained the format of 
the small group PT and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, oh, that's a bit different. Um, and then, yeah, so when I came in for my strategy session, um, like I'd, I'd sort of dabbled a bit in lifting like before I came in. So I knew how to squat, I knew how to deadlift. Um, but even like the first strategy session, you stripped it like way back, you'd, like, you'd, like uh, what's the word? Back to basics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was kind of you were just like, no, just squat to do the, and it was just so detailed and so kind of like, I don't know. It was just. Was it clear? Yeah, it was just, so I, and I. It was the start of that sort of care that has is just part of part of the way you guys work. But um, so I did that, and then. Um, booked in for my first session not long after. Um, and I, th I think that one of the first people I met, and probably lots of people have the same story, but one of the first people that I met was Kareen, who like within five minutes knew my life story. <laughs> and, and, but it was that kind of like, um, she like, and it, all, all everyone else who I was training with were just so welcoming. And and you are just like, you come in, and as I said, like, said previously, everyone's got their own goals, everyone's working on their own thing. But you're also working together at the same time and nobody wants to see you fail nobody it's just but it's also not because one of the things I didn't like about CrossFit was the kind of like come on you can do it like I don't like that <laughs> <laughs> so it but it was just a really nice almost like family atmosphere um and straight away you were like well I want to go back and yeah. do it again and it's just that kind of like you get hooked in quite quickly if you don't mind me saying, Jenna, like going back, that's something that you had never felt with fitness before. You always felt like it was an alone thing. Yeah. You were just scraping by, hating it. But now you've walked into this place where instantly the yeah. members are like pulling you in and being yeah. a, bringing you into it, be a part of the family. Yeah. Is that does definitely that hit the point? And I think, like I, like as a kid, I was never in team sports. I never played football. I never played netball. Nothing like that. The only thing I did outside of school was um, swimming, which was completely on my own and you were just in your zone doing your thing. Um, and so, yeah, so I've never known what it feels like to be part of a team related to like um, health and fitness. And although we're not competing at anything here, that that's what I imagine it would be like. Mm -hmm. like just competing kind at of, life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was, as I say, it was just game changing. All right, so Jenna, you, you mentioned that, you've mentioned a few times now that growing up fitness wasn't something that you did. You, you hated it at some, one point in your life. It was stop, start, and you had to make a very conscious effort to do something. Tell us now what fitness looks like for you. Um, so it's just part of my day-to-day. -day. So, I mean, I've, I've been working from home, so I haven't been able to come to the arts as much as I would like. Um, but... I'm usually on the Zoom sessions most mornings. Um, and then it's just kind of like, it's just doing stuff. Like I think you said um, a few like podcasts ago that um, one of the reasons that you like to train is so you can say yes to things and join into things. Mm -hmm. And that that has become a big part of it for me because as I say, my other half is so kind of annoyingly good <laughs> at everything and so active. <laughs> And I kind of, I have to do something to keep up. Um, and you have to or you want to? Uh, well, a bit of both. A bit of both. Um, 
But yeah, so now it's just sort of, it's just something that I do. It's like waking up and making a coffee. It's like, it's just part of my routine. Um, and and yeah, it's 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 become also like, I mean, there are periods where you're like, oh, I'm going to concentrate on this and try and get in shape for this event or whatever. Um, we'll talk about that event shortly. <laughs> um, but then there's also like, I mean, like I've been out on my bike and stuff this week for no reason. There's no sort of like I'm not training for anything. I'm not, but it's like I actually just want to get outside and it Enjoy. feels nice. And like, yeah, it's. I always thought it was. I always thought it was just something that fit people said that they were like, yeah. oh yeah, you chase the high, and it's like. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> Has it taken three years of being a part of AKR to get to that point where exercise is just something that you enjoy and you like doing? Um, it was probably probably about 18 months of being at AKR before I stopped seeing... Yeah, yeah, a year to 18 months before I stopped seeing it as a chore. Like, And don't get me wrong, there are some days where it is still yeah, a chore. For all of us. <laughs> but then you're also just like, I can, this is something I can do, like... I don't know, it sounds really cheesy, but you're like, one day I won't be able to do these things, so I want to do them now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of my favourite quotes is, not everyone gets to live old, to grow old, so moving. Yeah. I think I butchered that really badly there, but (laughs) it's around those lines. (laughs) Maybe we'll get get someone to Google it in the background and let us know what it actually is. Uh, So Jenna, that transition from going... That, that took 18 months. Was that a smooth transition? Was it a bumpy transition? Did you have blips? Did you go back? Did you go forth? Um, I think I think I probably did. Like, I, yeah, I, I definitely had a couple of emails from Lindsay being like, you okay? We haven't seen you in a while. Um, I just ignore them as well. because <laughs> <laughs> um, I care. I'm on your team. <laughs> Straight to the junk box. <laughs> but it must have actually, thinking about it, it must have been... Um, must have been about a year because I just not long hit not long ago hit my platinum status on my zone, which is two years. Mm-hmm. So that's two years of um, consistent. consistent training. Yeah. So um, and I think to be honest, I think it was probably there was no no real reason for taking that long to settle in. It was just I'd had well at the time twenty eight years of not being consistent so it was like you can't expect to to change that overnight um so so yeah no it was um I wouldn't have said it was nothing it was just building the habits really and you you mentioned your your husband who's quite an active person you are an active person now tell us about some of the activities (laughs) that you you go through um so yeah like he's he's very into his mountain biking um and I, I got a bike because otherwise I'd never see him. Um, <laughs> I'm keeping a watchful eye on you until we're married, boy. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so we do some... Um, and we've also, we've got a, a, a very big dog. The um, biggest dog I've ever seen. <laughs> With the best name. <laughs> With the best name. Yeah, the old, old gunner boy. He's, um, he's, he's great. So we take him, we do sort of shorter rides with him. Um, and we actually, we went out yesterday morning and... It's just like such a good feeling being out on the bike outside and he's right beside you. Just strap just... a saddle on him. <laughs> Honestly, he was running alongside me and it felt like I was in the Grand National because I could just hear these oh feet. My God. Like... That's amazing. Um, and yes, yeah, so we do that. And then we also do um, 
some longer ones where he doesn't come with us, but we'll be out for kind of like three, four hours. Um, and yeah, it's it's become something that pre-AKR Jenna would have had no part of it. Yeah. I was just like, if you want me to go on a bike up a hill, <laughs> absolutely not. Because it brought you closer together. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, depends. There's some times where... <laughs> <laughs> Argument pendant. <laughs> yeah. Because um, he's, he's, he's funny. He's like, as I say, because we always fall out because um, because he's been so active and it comes easy to him. I'm like, you don't understand what it's like to struggle. Um, and But then we've, we're kind of getting there. Um, and yeah, it is, it is really good. We do. Mm-hmm. It's a nice way to spend time together. And you mentioned earlier that sometimes you are training for things. Mm-hmm. Let's go into some of those. Um, so just over four weeks ago, we got married. Um, so, yeah, our wedding we're, was a we're bit talking of talking wedding. A... I was going to go 100 kilo deadlift first. Oh, but let's, go, no, we'll go let's go straight into wedding. Let's talk weddings. Um, yeah, so our wedding was a bit of a, a, bit of a journey. Um, we rearranged it three times. Um, Not our, due to anything in particular, right? Just just the mountain biking arguments, <laughs> like <laughs> no, because of because of COVID, um, we yeah we had to rearrange our wedding three times. So we finally got married four weeks ago, um, and yeah, the the wedding was the first kind of like aesthetic goal that I set um, since joining AKR because I deliberately tried to steer yeah. away from them. Um, but yeah, and it was it became obviously because the wedding moved around so much, it was quite it was quite difficult to um sort of maintain the focus. Um because I ended up what I thought was gonna be almost like a a ten month run into the wedding ended up being like nearly two years. Um and in fact just over two years. Um and yeah, so that was sort of knuckling down tracking calories, trying to like, just just trying to, I wasn't wanting to sort of do a crash diet, kind of like do anything stupid. I just wanted to go into the day feeling my best. Um, and and yeah, I did. Like, I'll, I've, I've, you could always look back and be like, oh, I could have lost like another two kilos or whatever, but actually I felt great and um, and yeah, it was it was it was a amazing day. So you had this in your head that it was going to be a ten month like, you know. I remember yeah. having a conversation with you when you came in. Yeah. And you told me you were getting married, and we were all excited. And then we're like, right, okay, what's the plan? Mm. And we had a really good plan. You had a tracker spreadsheet. Everything was yeah. like. So you had that ten months, but then soon realised, oh, hold on, this is going to be a lot longer. How did yeah. you stay focused for for that? Did you stay focused for the whole time, or was there dips in the road, or what happened? Um, it was so we we postponed initially um, by a full year. Mm-hmm. So I knew kind of like oh, I don't need to go straight into like I can sort of take a foot off the gas a little bit, um, and then actually last summer. I think because we'd been locked down for three months when we were finally able to go out, um, we did a lot of stuff. Like we actually had quite an active summer last year. Um, and then the toughest bit was sort of Christmas to March this year, like the second lockdown, because mm-hmm. I mean, it was the, ro- the, the most horrible time of year. Um, at this point we were still getting married in March and I was getting very stressed about it because I mean it's things like 
our first wedding was postponed with only 10 days to go because we were supposed to get married the first Saturday of lockdown. That's how kind of quick it all um, kicked uh-huh. off. Um, but my dress was bought and paid for and then hanging up <laughs> in the spare room at my parents. I was like, it needs to fit. Yeah. Um, and, and then, yes, yeah, so and then we moved again and it was just... I think I've been emailing Jace every week mm-hmm. um, and it it did sort of settle down and kind of, yeah, I did. I had probably about four to six weeks of just really focusing um, and then, yeah, that was... Yeah, so it was bumpy, but when it came to the crunch of it, you literally was like, I have this dress to get into, I yeah. want to feel my best on the day and yeah. that's what was motivating you to yeah. see you through to the end. Yeah. Madness. <laughs> Absolutely madness. You know all about it. I know. I, I've only had to postpone once those, and I mean, it's it is a big de- deflation that takes the wind out of your sails. So to keep going mm-hmm. and to keep pushing on and then do it again, yeah, <laughs> is is inspirational and, and admirable. So Thanks. well done for <laughs> for smashing. Oh, there were there are days where I'm like, I wish you'd never asked. <laughs> <laughs> but that he'd never asked. Yeah. <laughs> You know this is live, right? <laughs> this is recorded. But no, it's, it, it was difficult. And I mean, there wasn't just, I mean, sort of a, a short term, like, aesthetic goal like that is always hard. But when you're adding in, like, I don't even know if this is going to happen into it, that's an extra layer of, um, it's just an extra barrier. Mm-hmm. So it was really difficult. Um, and to be honest, the past, well, we went on a, uh, a wee honeymoon for like two weeks and then I've been back for two weeks and I've, I've I've been having a break like I've been sort of not training kind of a bit less structure um and I think I needed it just to sort of decompress a mm-hmm. little bit um but now I'm starting to get to that point where I'm like oh no I need a bit of structure back again not as much mm-hmm. but a little bit more mm-hmm. okay so we're gonna I, I, but there's <laughs> I don't even know where to go from here. I do. <laughs> go there's for it. The, um, there's so the, much. Like, park the, park the, the wedding at the, to the side at the moment mm. and tell us about your goal that you had with us to get that 100 kilo deadlift yeah. and what, like, the story behind it and what it meant to you. So, the 100 kilo deadlift was... Uh, I don't think I'd actually been here that long at that point. Um... Uh, but yeah, so it was, it came about, um, dead, deadlifting is my favourite. Like, <laughs> I feel invincible when I'm deadlifting. Um, Tell us more about that. What do you mean by that? I just like, I don't know, there's something about it where you're just, it just makes you feel so strong. Um, like more so, I think. It's <laughs> picking something really yeah, it's heavy like, up and that slamming it down. Little, yeah, it's, there's just like a kind of, a primitive. Know, yeah, like squatting's a bit more kind of Steady like. Steady now. <laughs> I, don't, I, I like squatting, um, but it's just not got the same like raw kind of power to it, um, and yeah, and I think so. I I really enjoyed deadlifting, and it was probably coming out of the marathon kind of fog. It was the first time that it was like oh, I can do that. Like this is something that I'm good at, and I want to work at it. And I think it was the opposite to what I was having with the marathon where everything was a struggle. Mm-hmm. Like the deadlift was a challenge, but I was like, oh, I'm actually on the front foot here and I can, um, 
sort of set a goal and chip away at it and achieve it. Um, and yeah, so I came in one day and I was just like, I want to deadlift 100 kilos <laughs> <laughs> for no reason. Like, <laughs> Well, I think there is a reason because you know you knew that you enjoyed it and you wanted to work at it and it yeah. was a goal that you could see yeah. yourself achieving. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Um and it was it was coming at a time I um I was leaving my previous job and I was just really, really quiet because um like sort of all my work had started to be distributed like to the people who were gonna be doing it after I'd left and I was just kinda like, you know, I need something to get my teeth into um because I'm just sitting there waiting for my notice to finish um and yeah so I came in here and um you guys adapted the program so regardless of what the the um, program was that day if it was squats or um overhead press or whatever I was deadlifting so I was deadlifting every session and just sort of chipping away and chipping away and then um yeah it was just I think it took probably about four weeks something like that four or five weeks just getting higher and higher um and then I think it may have been a personal challenge week that I actually did it I think that's that was the end goal that the personal challenge week was coming up and mm-hmm. I was like 100 oh, kilos yeah, I want to work to yeah. Mm-hmm. um and because I remember it being on the board so it must have been personal challenge week um and and yeah and it was after having had the experience with the marathon where it was just a slog from start to finish this was something that I could enjoy um and I did and and yeah it was we got there and it was it was it tell tell us a bit more about the difference between training for the two and you say one was a slog and one Mm. you were enjoying tell us a bit more about that I, I think I think it comes back to like sort of the level of the challenge like the 100 kilo deadlift was a challenge like the day that I decided to do it I couldn't have walked in there and lifted it up there and then so I remember the day that you I, I was told Jenna wants to lift 100 kilos I was like all right <laughs> hey, <brother. Let's> go. <laughs> um and but I think at the time I was maybe at like 70 that's that's sort of where I was at whereas <laughs> say like so the 100 kilo instead of 100 kilos it's 26.2 miles but I can't even run one so that's where it was kind of like there's a challenge and there's just stupidity yeah. <laughs> and um and it was the sort of it's seeing the small gains and actually feeling like you're getting somewhere which with the marathon I didn't I never felt like I never felt like I was on the front foot. It was always sort of like, oh, I've run 10 miles. That's the most I've ever run. All right, here we go, 12. Like, <laughs> too big a jump. Yeah. And so, and probably in, in a short, too short a period of time for you. Yeah. Yeah. With the deadlift, it sounds like you had four, five, six weeks to get to the end goal, but you'd yeah. already felt, you feel good about it and you're yeah. on the front foot. Like, I, I thought, I'm trying to move away from it, but like I'm very bad for focusing on stuff that I'm good at. Like if if there's something I'm not good at, doesn't exist. I don't want to do it. <laughs> um, and the and running was like that. I've never been a good runner, even as a kid at like school sports days. I was not a good runner. Um, so it was just it was the it was a struggle. I didn't enjoy it. Um, Whereas, yeah, the deadlift, I was like, as I say, I just, it makes me feel amazing when I do it. Whether it's 
there's 40 kilos on the bar or 100 kilos on the bar I just feel yeah great when I do it um whereas I've, I've never said that about <laughs> yeah. so you see yourself as a, a strong deadlifter but yeah. you didn't see yourself as a runner and you never will and you never want to and that's no. okay <laughs> yeah was, and I think yeah. it's um I guess something that we've not touched on is a sort of the perception like that I had that fit people run that's what they do like I didn't really the run and eat rabbit food right exactly and it's just kind of um the the like strength side of it I wasn't really exposed to until um after the marathon and I was like I need to find something to do that's not mm-hmm. um that's not running um and yeah and it it was kind of I just thought it was expected of you that like if you were getting fit that you, you ran that's what you did yeah I don't um, think you're alone with that it's... and and then it's it was actually eye-opening to come in here and mix up you know you've got the lifting but then you've also got little like cardio blasts and whatever and it was like oh actually I don't need to be running around Duffy Park miles. <laughs> <laughs> crying under a tree <laughs> But, yeah. I actually want to dive into this a little bit. So you, you did this training for the marathon and it sounds like you hated every moment of it. Yep. <laughs> How did you stay motivated to keep going to the next session? I think I think because of the personal circumstances, because I was running for my friend who was going through chemo. So they had that external motivation yeah. just to keep chipping away. And folk had donated and all that mm. sort of stuff. And well, it was yeah. a kind of like... Show face, now I can. I didn't have a choice. Like if I just entered it on a whim, you know, kind of, oh, I'm going to run... Um, I wouldn't have done it. I probably would have bailed. So how's that different to the motivation for the, the deadlift? Obviously, you're seeing progress each week. Is the motivation different then? Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think because that was something I was doing for me. Because um, there, there was no... When I said at the start, there was no reason for it. There was no kind of, like, event. Like, it was just coming in here, can I do it? Yes. <laughs> um, but in a way, that was that was more motivational because it was something that I wanted to do just for me and there was no kind of like um no external factors it was just can you do it yes or no um and yeah and you did and I did I remember losing my voice that day (laughs) (laughs) was it carefree as well no was he not I'm I'm sure I remember him being here when you lifted no he's he's not taking my glory (laughs) (laughs) I am (laughs) yeah that's brilliant. It was yeah, it was a good day when you lifted that, mm-hmm. and you actually did you did it for more than one rep. I did two. I I did it twice that week. I did two the first session, and then like two days later, I came back and did five. Just because. And just yeah, just to see if I could. <laughs> just to see if I could. <laughs> amazing, amazing. You mentioned the messy kitchen. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> Now's your time to to tell us all about that and get into it. Uh, so the messy kitchen is my little. Um, pet project on Instagram it's um because I, I love cooking um and it's the one sort of thing I think that I can completely lose myself in um and I I just I just potter around in the kitchen and and I actually had the account for I think over a year before I posted anything oh you're about to say I actually had a messy kitchen <laughs> oh wow. yeah yeah that's where well, it came from yeah uh, yeah, so the name comes from the the fact that it looks like a bomb's gone off after I've finished cooking. They've, like, you see Kev eating his dinner and he's like, 
loving how it tastes, yeah. but it's also like don't in despair at like, the don't dishes that he's got to do afterwards. Um, so you had the domain name for a year? Yeah, and I just, I didn't post anything on it. Um, and then it was it, it was a pre-COVID thing. I'd started it before, before lockdown. Um, but obviously during lockdown, um, it's really sort of been something that I've um, got stuck into. Uh, was the timing just right for it? Yeah, it was kind of like, um, so we, before the first lockdown, we, uh, Kevin and I actually moved um, to stay with my parents um, because they're out in the country and we, we just had like a small a small flat in the city centre. So we were like, we can't, and we've got um, Gunner. So we were like, we need, we need to go. Um, like It was one of those things, Boris was on TV at eight o'clock and I think half past eight we were in the car. Yes. <laughs> like, driving the back to my mum and dad yeah. um, and that was us and it was kind of it 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 became a way to sort of pass the time mm-hmm. um and I would um sort of look up a recipe or think of something and then try it out on um Kevin my parents um and then <laughs> try this <laughs> yeah and then um and then it's just it's just gone from there and um yeah, it's it's a hobby, but um, it's it's something that I do sort of just for me. It's just fun, um, and and I like sharing stuff that I've made with people. So how come you didn't post anything for a year? What was? I think part of it was um, just sort of it wasn't. I, I I just felt like I would look a bit stupid. Um, there was a kind of. Yeah, almost like, oh God, if I put this out there, what are folk going to think? What are folk going to say? Um, and then and then I was like, oh, actually, I've, and it, I don't know, it was maybe a bit of just like backing myself a little bit. And I was like, you can, you can do this. Like you, you can, you can the cook. <laughs> like you Post can that. cook, just share it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's been ace, like, uh, I just I love I love cooking for people, but I also love hearing that somebody's made something that I've like posted or mm-hmm. or whatever. So um, yeah, I think it was just a sort of no- nothing particularly happened. I think I just decided one day I was like, right, I've sat on this for so long, we're just going to go for it. And how do you blend that into sort of your your fitness and your training? Um, I kind of well, I'm I. I've always been sort of, uh, I don't like to compromise with my food. Like I, there's a time and a place for sort of lower calorie stuff and sort of calorie counting as we spoke about with the wedding prep. But I'll also kind of like train to sort of enjoy my life, if that makes sense. Um, I, I, I can't be one of these people who eats the same thing day in, day out. I've tried it. It's not for me. Mike, <laughs> <laughs> tell us about your breakfast. <laughs> um, I like variety. I like, it has to, it has, food for me has to be interesting. Um, so it has, there, there are, it has been a bit of a adjustment to sort of balance that because at the same time you're like, well, I can't have fried chicken every day. Um, even though Kevin probably want to have fried chicken every day, um, so yeah, I just I, I just take like, like a sort of sensible approach, and if there's I don't sort of um, stop myself from having something or making something, but it's like okay, well if I'm having that, then I'll probably have a lighter lunch or mm-hmm. or something like that. So it, it's fit in quite well. Um, 
it's probably one of the reasons that I didn't share it sooner was more um, shifting my mindset away from sort of, oh, I don't want folk to know what I'm eating. Like, mm. the focal judge, like, oh, she's had that tonight. And um, and I just was like... Does that oh. come from, like, the stop-start side of things? I think so, yeah. yeah. I feel more comfortable now yeah, with and nutrition and training. I also think it's nobody's business. No. Like, if, <laughs> like if, if somebody's going to be sitting there being like, oh, yeah, she's had... They had fried chicken and then they had curry the night before. Like, oh, I'm just like, all right, what of it? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I think I sort of got over that um, almost like fear of embarrassment, mm-hmm. like that folk were going to like food shame me. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's been great. Like, um, and it has been a really good way while we were in lockdown just for a bit more although it was like digital, a bit more kind of social interaction because it does get folk chatting, folk mm-hmm. message me. Um, and yeah, it's... You can tell by your expression that you love it. <laughs> yeah, like I it's do. It's a passion, yeah. cooking. And yeah. It, and, it, and it's fitting in well with your training because it's almost balancing it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Um, and, and again, yeah, it's just doing something like... I don't really have any sort of creative hobbies. Like I'm, I'm not musical. I'm not like I can't draw, I can't do. Like, so um, it's that kind of. That's my creative. So you express side. yourself. Yeah. If it makes you feel any better. Lindsay can't draw either. <laughs> <laughs> don't bring me back to that. <laughs> A teacher once told her she was rubbish. And it stuck yeah. with me for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Jenna, is there anything that we haven't asked that you want to tell us? Or own up to you, or <laughs> um, diverge. I don't know. No, I think like we've covered quite a lot. Yeah, got through. Yeah. Lindsay, I have no. I'm I'm happy with that. I think you've told a really good story about how you weren't into fitness. Mm. You had the stop-start cycles. You've then changed your mindset on it and really starting to enjoy it, yeah. living with it, and and it's almost like it's part of who you are. And I think just it's an incredible way to look at it. I think one thing as well that we um, haven't touched on is um, coming to AKR was like the first time that I realised that other people struggle with the same things because you you go to a, a kind of a, a normal normal gym where you just walk in and walk out. You're on your own and you think, oh God, nobody else is struggling. Yeah. Nobody else is having the um, the issues that I'm having. Um, and then as soon as you came in here, you'll hear somebody be like, oh yeah, I could, really couldn't be bothered, like blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, me, me too. too. <laughs> um, so you felt and, like you had this place that you belonged in. Yeah. And it was just sort of kind of, you, you go from feeling left out and not part of the health and fitness club to very much being part of it and that's that's been really good and has that helped you stay and sort of enjoy training yeah and I think um I think it's easier as well to when things don't go to plan um so like I said I haven't really trained for the past few weeks like previously that would have probably been like that's it I'm Disaster. Not, I'm not, yeah Meltdown mode. <laughs> whereas it's like oh actually this is quite natural like just just had the wedding just been off for two weeks we're settling into a new routine some, like because the wedding was rearranged three times it's actually like uh it took up a lot of time mm-hmm. and now we've got that time back 
Um, so it's sort of adjusting to that. Um, but it's also knowing from the members and the other um, the stuff that you guys do here that that's completely natural. You're not 100% balls to the wall all the time. Yeah. And I think it's quite it's quite easy to think that that's what everyone else is doing yeah. and they're not. Amazing. Great nice. place to finish, I, I think. Jenna, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been a pleasure no having you here. Thanks, Jenna. Thank you. Lindsay, thanks for co-hosting with me. Thank you, Jace. Want to Jace. take us out? No, please. No, <laughs> you're the best at it. That's why you're there. <laughs> if you've enjoyed Jenna's story or if it's inspired you to get in touch, it's akrfitness.com. Reach out. Just let's have a little chat. Or you can chat with Lindsay at least. <laughs> and... If you please can share, like us on social media, follow us. All the tags are on there. It's hashtag Lindsay. Energizing Life Podcast. There you go. First time this time. And everything else is on the website, akrfitness.com. And we'll see you in the next one.